All right, we're back at it, the Pinpoint Health Show here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. We are without John Scholes today, uh, which is which is interesting. I'll be doing a lot of the the broadcasting stuff, which I've never actually done for the show, but uh, that's okay. I'm I'm okay with that. I hopefully I do a good job. Um, so today is a very special show. Uh, I've brought in a guest, Daniela Gentile, who was actually here um, a few weeks ago, um, but we will. Uh, dedicate this show to a specific topic that is very, very important to me personally and and important to me for uh, a number of reasons, particularly because obviously in dealing with chronic pain, chronic injuries, I understand the importance of this uh, aspect of of treatment. And it's something that I've talked about almost ad nauseum on the show. Um, And besides talking about it ad nauseum, um, part of what Daniela and I have done is also build a program that will help target this. So Daniela Gentile um, is a registered social worker. Um, she did her undergraduate degree at Guelph Humber. She then did a master's of social work at the University of Windsor. And she's currently working in adult mental health, doing assessments and crisis intervention. So welcome, Daniela. Thank you very much, Dr. Lou. It's very <laughs> nice to be back. And uh, you're absolutely right that we've had uh, many of these conversations off air over the years Danielle and I have known each other for a very long time very very long that's right so it's a pleasure to be here and to actually share all of our knowledge with other people to help them yeah and it and it's funny because in knowing each other so well um, even before I ever even got into this field I've always been very interested in in psychology the social stuff that you were doing and it's and it's sort of a a behind the scenes like interest of mine. It's not just for me. It's not about the physical realm with the stuff that we deal with. Um, and so it was. It was actually one of the reasons why I I decided to deal in this particular area of healthcare because in in looking at everything and looking at pain and injury, I was able to understand how important psychology and your social health are in that aspect, which is which is huge. And and people don't realize this a lot. And and we're starting to have. Uh, more of an emergence of this, uh, but also, I, and would you agree, people are now starting to actually open up a lot more about this. Absolutely. And just to go off on what you just said, social work is very holistic as well. We look at ma- very many concepts of of a human and an individual, so we look at different areas, so I can see where our partnership yeah, it's and, and And it's always been sort of strange for me when people think that we can sort of segment the body, right? Where it's like, well, that's the mind and this is the body. And yes, of course, they have different functions, but um, how they play together is very, very important. And I mean, one of the things that I've always talked about is, um, and I give this simple analogy, but anybody that's ever had the flu, so you're physically sick, you don't feel very mentally well either, right? And anyone can understand that. Um, and I've also given the the dumb analogy, I guess, but I think it highlights the point of you could be having like feel as horrible as you are in your mind about so many things, your stress, this and that, your body will feel that way. Um, and if all of a sudden you found out you won Lotto Max and you won $50 million, I'm sure that you would be doing cartwheels after that. Um, so I think that's an important aspect that ties in how important the mind and the body are. Uh, another more medical-based example that I often use is the phantom limb pain, where people can actually be missing a limb, uh, but still be experiencing sensations or symptoms or whatever it may be in that limb, which is which is a, 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 an incredible way that for us as a scientific community that's highlighted how um, how the mind and the body interact. So thank you for being here. So let's keep talking a little bit more about this um, this program, and, and I guess before we get into it. I can give a little bit of, I, I like to start with case studies. I had um, 
uh, a patient this week um, who actually came here from very far away. They were in the area. They're actually from England. And uh, this person is diagnosed with multiple injuries, low back pain, knee issues, and fibromyalgia. Um, and in speaking with them, and when I see a patient like this, I target all aspects of how we can treat this type of patient. And in speaking to them, I started speaking a lot about the psychosocial aspect of, of chronic pain, fibromyalgia, and the things that need to happen on that end. And it was amazing how when I was talking to this person, the things that I was saying, they kept they inherently knew to be true. So one of the things you and I will get into a little bit later in the show is the concept of distraction, right? And, and so I'm dealing with this patient and I said to them, I said, you know, I'm sure you've noticed if you're busy doing something else and you're busy in life, you, you feel better. And they had a family member in the room and that family member was like 100%. Like that's when I noticed that they feel the best is when they're distracted, when they're occupying their time with something else um, and, and that they're not just internally focused. Um, so it's incredible when you talk about these small techniques that we'll be talking about. Um, how it seems to be inherently true to people anyways. Do you find that like that there's a, I guess, a common a common element that we all inherently somehow understand? So to go with that, when you are doing something you enjoy, you are in the moment. So you're right. not in the past and you're not in the future. So you're not worrying about what happened or worrying about what will happen. So in that moment, you're able to focus on what you're doing, which kind of allows you to redirect your focus from your pain or your uncomfortability. Right. So you take away that internal focus and you put it elsewhere. Awesome. So uh, again, the Pinpoint Health Show on Global News Radio AM 640. We'll be back right after a small break. Okay, back on the Pinpoint Health Show on Global News Radio, AM 640 Toronto. Uh, so, Daniela, who is a, a registered social worker, Daniela Gentile from Gentile Consulting Services, um, who's here with me on the show today, um, who's also part of our team. Uh, Daniela and I, again, have built a program that we'll talk about. I'll give a little bit right now, um, just so people understand. So, we've developed an education. So, one of the big things here is that not only have we been able to identify that this is a, an issue, but we've also been able to come up with the start of a solution. And I say the start of a solution because this stuff is not something that you could do one time and then it's better. Um, and obviously what we've come up with does not replace uh, counseling or those types of services. But what I'm a big believer in, and Daniela is as well, is education. And so when people can understand the importance of the psychosocial aspect of their chronic injuries, um, they can then do inherently a lot of stuff themselves to change. Um, so this is a program, it's, a, it's actually a three um, session program uh, that can actually be done over the phone with Daniela. This isn't something that needs to be in person. It can be if, the, if it works in terms of location for you, the, the person interested in it and with Daniela, but very much something that could be uh, done over the phone. And Daniela and I have worked on this very specific three session, about an hour each for each session, um, targeting the important aspects of psychosocial health and with a particular um, interest towards uh, the chronic pain issues. And it, again, this is not counseling, but it's an educational, informative 
uh, three sessions with Daniela Gentile in order to make you to give to empower the individual. And I'm big on this when I talk about uh, when we look at the research almost for so many different things, what we consistently see is that education and empowerment. There's so much efficacy for it. And the more we do that, the better people feel. And that's one of the reasons I think with the success of this show, we're just providing a lot of education consistently uh, week over week um, for people to take in and do more for themselves. And I've met people that have been listening for three years now and they come in and they say, just in listening to you, I've been able to help myself in so many ways because education and empowerment is, is, is a way um, that people can feel better. So um, we were talking just before we came back to air about why people reach out. So why don't you take us through a little bit of that? So when we feel physically unwell or mentally unwell, it's very easy for us to get caught up in how we're feeling and really focus on the pain or feeling uncomfortable or feeling sad or whatnot. So that really disconnects us from ourselves. We uh, lose track of who we are. We lose track of our needs. And it really alters our self-concept of how people see us or how we want to be seen. So when people get to that point where they're like, this is a lot I can't manage anymore, that's where I see people reaching out for help. What right. And that's almost like towards the end, right? Like when it, when it gets that bad, there's obviously an advantage to people reaching out before then. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I love what you just said about the knowledge is power. We've talked a lot about that yeah, off air yeah. for many, many years. And that's why I love working together with you because we see things very similar in that sense. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I'm very big on providing options and choices and information and letting the individual make the best choice that works for them. Yeah. And I guess... Going back to what you said when people, when it almost reaches like, I don't want to use the word crisis, but when it starts to reach that, it's no different than what we do. We, like I talk about on the show here week after week, like reach out when stuff is early because it's easier to deal with versus when it's later. It's, and that's often when people reach out, even with their physical problems, if they roll an ankle today, they often don't think, okay, let me get that looked at. What they end up doing is a year later after this has become a chronic issue, it hasn't healed the proper way and scar tissue and and that. There's a funny thing that I think relates between the physical, like your body can also heal the wrong way, right? And, or in a not ideal way, which is what causes a lot of these chronic issues. As you're dealing with these psychosocial things, you can almost cope with it in the wrong way, right? Absolutely. There's many maladaptive coping (laughs) mechanisms. Well, we talked about some of them like addiction. Yep, absolutely. And we talked about it on the way down uh, coming here today. So... This program, like Dr. Lou just said, is very much about empowerment, teaching you what or working through what works for you, what's best for you. That is my role is to help guide you through that. Yeah. How big just on that addiction component, how big of a problem do you think that is with um, with this type of stuff when you're dealing like we, we talked about a very specific thing, an incident that you had coming down that we probably won't share on air, but addiction was a big component of that. And, and in your experience, when people are dealing with this, how 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 often do you see addiction being um, like, I'll call it a comorbidity or something else that's also happening with it? So from my experience, I think an addiction or self-medication and all of that comes where people with people who don't connect to professional supports right. or have a hard time doing that because maybe they feel that their issue is not big enough or they feel that they don't deserve to have the proper support so or they think that there's nothing out there to help them and maybe they have used some sort of street drug whatnot that has been helpful and they've been working with that yeah so 
I think that that's from my experience what I have seen is that there's not proper support or connections to professionals for the help and guidance. So, yeah, and, and that's a big themselves. thing. I mean, I see it again too with people who deal with chronic injuries um, are often heavily medicated, and that sort of becomes an addiction component too because you can be addicted to things that are also legal. It's not necessarily stuff that's not legal, and that creates a whole Absolutely. problem where you're trying, it's a maladaptive behavior. You're trying to solve a problem with something that's probably making your problem worse. So it becomes this vicious cycle. Uh, but there's lots more to talk about, so stay tuned uh, on the Pinpoint Health Show here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Back on the Pinpoint Health Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I guess one thing, because we don't have John here that I keep forgetting to say to the day, is that you can always reach out to me, uh, Dr. Lou, at one 55 doctor Lou D-R-L-O-U, or send me an email at info at pinpointhealth.ca. I'm happy to always have um, free consultations, which is a conversation about your issue, um, and see if there's any way that me or my team, which is very vast. Like we, we have a social worker here today. So we have physicians, we have chiropractors, we have physiotherapists, we have other allied healthcare professionals. Uh, we do all different types of things, but that's not the the priority of this show. Again, we have uh, Daniela Gentila here from Gentila Consulting Services working in conjunction with Pinpoint Health on having developed a three session educational program for the import for giving someone the tools that they require and the education that they require for targeting the psychosocial aspect so if you're listening to the show and you've listened to my show before and you realize how important that is maybe in what you're dealing with or with what one of your loved ones is dealing with I think you should definitely give us a call and we can get you in touch with with Daniela um, to have uh, these sessions because, I mean, I think what's going to happen is just going to be incredible because, again, education is power, as we said. Um, so going back to the psychosocial aspect, and, and I know Daniela is going to be hesitant to want to talk about this, but I have to talk about this because I think it's an important thing. And I think everyone's gotten to know me sort of as a straight shooter when it comes to um health and what people expect. One thing, Daniela, that I see a lot, and and it's it, it it's frustrating. There's, I think, too many people that are too busy de- just feeling sorry for themselves with these types of issues. And I'm not trying to say that to be dismissive because obviously there is a reason that they got there. However, I have seen enough cases of different people that I can see two individuals that have the exact same thing and someone does something positive with it and changes. And whereas other people just go into this rabbit hole and they go into a spiral and they can never find their, their way out of it. And, and one of the things that I speak to patients about a lot is just stop feeling sorry for yourself. Now, you probably have a nicer term for it and, and whatnot. So take us through that, please. I think it's important. So I think the fundamental concept to that is that people don't feel worthy of feeling better, right? Right. Their self-esteem is very low. Maybe they think that they're not valuable enough to take care of themselves. That's interesting. Okay. So it's deeper. It's deeper than them just feeling sorry for themselves. Okay. In my opinion, yes. Yes, of course. Well, you're educated (laughs) in this area, so I value your opinion. So I think that we change that as professionals by providing the information and options and choices. Okay. And we give people all the information because I'm all about that as well. Mm -hmm. And then people can make the best decision for themselves. That's up to them, whether they take the information and what they do with it. Right. Um, But I think also 
we were touching upon coping skills. Yeah. And I think that sometimes we get so caught up that we, when we're feeling so unwell, we put our joy or our happiness aside. That is not a priority at this point. So, and I think with coping skills, it's coming back to what makes me happy. Where do I feel good at this time that where I can do that to help redirect my focus. And these are some of the things in these sessions that you would do where you're giving people the education about how you how you convert that, right? And that's an important thing. Like they may, and I appreciate what you said there because I guess sometimes people don't realize, and, you, and you're, you're big on this, I know, in having spoken to you, there's a lot of underlying trauma, right? And trauma doesn't mean physical. I mean, underlying mental trauma that leads someone to believe that they're not valuable so that when something like this happens... It, it, they they dismiss themselves. It's like, yeah, okay, this is this is me. Like, this is what I have to go through. They sort of start to almost accept the wrong thing, right? Which is they accept it in the wrong way where it's like, you know, y- you poor me, poor me, poor me. Whereas acceptance is part of, of actually the intervention, but acceptance in the right way. And I was looking forward to talking about that today too, because when we're in an acceptance mode, we're in the present moment, right? Right. And when you're in acceptance you can tell yourself, this is not okay. This is not right for me. This is not what I agree with, but what can I do about it? This is the challenge I'm facing. This is the pain I'm facing. I feel unwell. What can I do about it? And again, that's where people reach out. So when they're at that turning point of what is there available to me? Maybe I haven't looked at everything yet. That's where I see people come like calling in, asking for help. Like, what is available? What do I need to know here? And when you're in that moment, that's where you start to feel better about yourself. Right. This might work for me. Let me give that a try. Yeah, and I and I guess for me, when I when I initially started talking about this, and I sort of said like people got to stop feeling sorry for themselves. Another aspect that I see a lot of is there's sometimes a gain to people not wanting to get better. Right. So and that could be a lot of examples, like maybe they hate their job, so they never actually want to return to that job that they were hurt from or whatever. So in not getting better, that prevents them going back to something that they maybe hate. Um, and, And that's one example when it comes to like work. Sometimes it even has to do with social relationships where it's like, well, you know, if I'm not well, so this is the reason I can't do this or this or that. Um, And I think that's a big thing. And, And that's the social aspect. And there's this. underlying trauma to that as there's well, underlying or trauma. underlying stress to that as well. Um, a lot of people that I have spoken to have a, a hard time reaching out or accepting help or accepting services is because they're afraid of the unknown. And one thing for me, like if we use that work example, what I have noticed, and a lot of people hate their jobs, but the, I guess the one aspect that people don't realize is that how important any job is to an individual to give them a sense of purpose. And they don't realize how much purpose is so important in you as an individual feeling necessary. And I've seen this where people hate their jobs so they never go back, but then they completely, like, they become... Hor- like they become horrible in the sense of how they feel they're depressed all these things and and when you talk to them they've they've created chronic pain in a sense or they've their chronic pain has now come out that they can't even return but they wish that they could so that's deep and i think we're going to continue on that after a small break so thank you uh the pinpoint health show on global news radio 640 toronto Back on the Pinpoint Health Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto, with myself, Dr. Lou, and today we have Daniela Gentile, uh, who's a registered social worker working in conjunction with Pinpoint Health on an educational uh, three-session program that we've developed that is now available to you. So please call one 855 
55 Dr. Lou, D R L O U, or send an email to info at pinpointhealth.ca. If you're interested in this, want to find out more, uh, happy to discuss it with you. It is going to be, um, you know, I don't want to be overly salesy and say, oh my God, the, you know, but I think from an educational research driven perspective, what Daniela and I have developed is a great tool. A lot of people, before we get into what we were talking about, because I think this is important. A lot of people, there's a stigma around counseling, right? For this type of stuff. It's like, oh, I don't want to go see someone and talk about my problems. The nice thing about this is you don't right now. And I think that's an important component, but the the way this is nice is maybe this could be a way to eliminate that thought. Do this educational program, see what it's about, because it's not really about them sharing their problem. It's more about, hey, here are the tools that are necessary for you from a psychosocial perspective to feel better, go do them. And I think in doing that, you start to inherently understand the value of speaking with someone and getting more appropriate counseling. Absolutely. There is a big stigma around counseling or seeing a therapist or whatnot. And people think that you have to have a label to do that. And that's not necessarily true. No. A therapist, a counselor is a third party objective perspective that helps really sort out what's going on for you, right? Well, so. it, it's, you know, it's funny. We'll, we'll go to a family doctor to get regular blood work every year. We'll go to our dentist two times a year to get our teeth cleaned and checked. We'll go to an optometrist to make sure that our vision is working Absolutely. well. Well, why isn't mental health the same way? Like, why are we not talking to someone like that thing inside of our head is what runs every other thing that we just talked about, whether it's your general health, your, you know, so I think it's so important that people need to start seeing this as part of like speaking to a professional about this, I almost think should become something that is not uh, in terms of like treatment, but rather it's a maintenance, right? Like it's important that you speak to someone. They, and, and I think that's the advantage of this program is although you're not speaking to someone, it gives you those tools no different than one of the biggest things that we've done to eliminate a big problem is brushing teeth. This program, it's, 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 no one, no one, like brushing your teeth is something you do every day right? This educational program giving you these tools about your psychosocial health is, and you practicing them is the equivalent of brushing your teeth for your, for your mental health. Or it's like wearing your seatbelt. Yeah. Yeah. Another intervention. Another protective factor, right? Yes. And enrolling in this program or talking with a professional, you are absolutely building those protective factors. And that's part of early intervention. Yes. Early intervention is huge. Not necessarily that if someone is close to a crisis or in a crisis that you cannot reach out, that's absolutely not the case. You would just start there. Yeah, and I think that's important. So if you're listening and you sort of think, "Mm, yeah, maybe, like, if you're thinking maybe, give us a call. Don't wait for it to get, again, I say on the physical side, (laughs) problems that are around longer take much longer to manage and do all the right things. If you could deal with these types of things early. And and again, I think this is, I, I like sort of the analogy that this is a way of learning to brush your teeth for your mind and for your mental health, specifically around your chronic pain cause, and your chronic injuries, because uh, that's what uh, we primarily do at uh, Pinpoint Health. Before, so we, we went on a bit of a tangent there. That's right. The last segment we were speaking of um, that sometimes there's reasons for people not to get better. And you wanted to add a little bit more to that. So please go ahead. I think people who struggle with maybe reaching out or looking for help or whatnot or looking to get better is really again about their self-worth and the other piece to that is how do I feel or what will happen 
if that changes because right. sometimes people that's all they know for many many years is I've had this pain or I feel this way and now somebody's telling me hey there's this or there's another option part of that is I think people are afraid of the unknown which creates anxiety right yeah and that's a, anxiety is a feelings. huge thing right like people don't realize how big anxiety is I mean for me this is an important aspect because not only you know, from studying it and understanding it. But one thing is I dealt with a lot of anxiety in my life. In fact, and a lot of people wouldn't believe this. I, I once upon a time had like a, a social anxiety where I couldn't speak in front of people, like not not like three people or something like that, but large groups. I could I just couldn't do it. I remember being in university and always being so worried about presentations and this and that. And I mean, today I speak on the radio to tens of thousands of people. I lecture to hundreds of people. I'm, I'm constantly doing it, but I didn't just change. I realized how important the the cognitive behavioral aspect of is uh, how we change, how you have to look at, okay, what is my belief that's really not factual and change it to something that's factual. And driving down here, we, we were talking, and this is a funny thing. <laughs> I see a lot of people that, uh, that, you know, will be afraid that they have a, some chest pain and they think that that's a heart attack always waiting to happen. And I always ask them, you know, how long has this been happening? And they're like, well, for the last three years. And I say, well, in the last three years, how, how often? Every single day I have this. Okay. And in the last three years, over almost a thousand days, how many times has it been a heart attack? Zero. That means you have zero over 1,000. Like you're not having a heart attack. And that's a very important thing, right? Where where you have to understand the facts behind the way you think and what is rooted in facts and what's rooted in just our anxieties and our emotions, uh, which is a big thing, which I think we want to go into next segment. So stay tuned. The Pinpoint Health Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Back on the Pinpoint Health Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto with myself, Dr. Lou, and Daniela Gentile, a registered social worker. Uh, we're talking about a very uh, important initiative and program that we've developed, a three-session informative uh, educational program that is done with Daniela uh, that is over the phone. This is not something that you have to come in for. It's educational in terms of giving you the tools that you'll require to start dealing with the mental and social aspects of chronic pain and chronic injuries um, and hopefully make you realize the importance of that and and with the biggest intention of getting better. I mean, it is genuinely one-third. If When I see people and they ask me, what should I be doing? It's like one-third of the silo of things when, when I look at it because I look at the physical, the mental, uh, uh, social, and then some other things like the biochemical. And I actually think it's almost like 50% of how, of the importance of it. So in doing this, this is tremendous. If you've been dealing with a chronic issue for a long time and you know that the way you think is not helping, you need to be doing this educational program. Um, Daniela, you wanted to touch on some other stuff that's very important. So I'm going to throw it to you and please go ahead. So I just want to take a few steps back because we were talking about work. Yeah. And socialization and all of that and the importance around that. So yes, I think sometimes that maybe we get into this autopilot routine where we get up, we go to work, we finish our day, we come home and whatnot. So we really forget or lose track of what a job really does for us. Right. It gives structure to our lives. We feel needed. Mm -hmm. We get to share what we know if you're like if your career is very like that much important to you. You get to socialize with other people. You have friends, coworkers. Obviously, granted, that's in a healthy environment. Not everybody that yeah, not we, everybody we socialize that, yeah. with is healthy for us. But I think we kind of lose that when we are feeling unwell, right? It's easy for us to call in sick or whatever yeah. the case is. So in addition to that, we 
in my last time I was here, we kind of talked about isolation as well. Yeah. And isolation is a huge piece to any sort of mental health or physical issue. So one thing, and sorry to interrupt you, I'm going to let you keep going, but something I always think of is I think about the correctional institutions that exist. The biggest offenders that have the the most in terms of prison time and, and things are often isolated for the majority of the day. They're not around other people and they're not allowed to have jobs. And when you talk to some of these people, just in them getting jobs, like doing towels or doing something like it's it's jobs that we think in, in general society that, you know, we probably would hate. But for them, it gives them a sense of purpose. And a lot of prisoners actually look forward to the work that they do because it's something to do. And you said something important there that not everyone around you is necessarily good. I also think that that's probably the way it needs to be. No different than if we were never exposed to any bacteria or pathogens in the environment, we'd be so susceptible to everything. There probably needs to be some interaction with not ideal people in your life because you can then build that immunity in a sense. Would you agree? And that's part of our own human growth. That's part of our own individuality, right? And what we learn about ourselves. So absolutely, I completely agree with that. I just think that, and I've seen from my experience, that isolation is very dangerous. Horrible, and it's yeah. Nobody wants it. very that. scary, and it only puts you back in a worse position. Yeah. When you don't socialize, you are stuck in your own mind. Yes. You're ruminating, which means you're just replaying all your thoughts over and over and over. Yeah. You're not getting any perspective from anybody else to kind of help you reframe your thinking, which right. is often a role of a social worker. Yeah. So I think that we that that is a very important concept and we address that in this program as well. We look at that like where who are you connecting with? Are are you feeling so unwell that maybe you're missing your doctor's appointments? Right. Are you feeling so unwell that maybe you're not calling your grandkids? Right. Who knows? Are you not visiting? You're not going out? That there's a whole other element and level of pain and suffering associated to that to that yeah and those are those are great points i can think of some very specific examples of people that i know um for example that were hurt in car accidents i can think of one person in particular um they ended up you know and this is sort of the negative of like once a third gain or third party payers and and secondary gain you know obviously car accidents have potentially a financial incentive to them in terms of what can happen a payout or these types of things and when this stuff gets in people's heads they start to think about money right and so that's a secondary gain that's like well so i can think of a particular person who um went through uh, something like this um used to work stopped working uh, and just i just think of the end stage and i and and like what i've seen in this patient and how they went from having a, a meaningful job, having relationships with their family to them being just at home, right? And they weren't going to work. They weren't around their family most of the time. And also not to mention like family members, your friends and your family don't understand this stuff inherently. So they just judge, right? They just jump. the thought right out of my yeah, head. They just ju- jump to judging. And then I've seen this patient develop chronic pain, depression, anxiety, all things that they never had. Right. All from from a whiplash type of injury. Right. So it's like and and I see a lot of car accident people that don't develop that. Right. And it's and it's a difference. Like and again, it sort of is rooted in like, well, what is there a benefit to being that way initially? And some people don't realize it's probably not worth the money. And I specifically say the secondary gain, because that's where I've often seen it a lot where people are like, well, there's something in it at the end. It is not worth it. There's no amount of money. That is worth you being in chronic pain, depressed, and anxious. I, I just, I don't, 
I can't think of the sum for me and I don't think anybody should because it's it's horrible. It's horrible the way um, these people live. And, and, you know, I think what we should maybe touch on the next segment because I think we have to break is um, how people around you perceive it. And, and, and that's an important thing. So uh, stay tuned it. for uh, the Pinpoint Health Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And we're back on the Pinpoint Health Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto with myself, Dr. Lou. And Daniela Gentile from Gentile and Consulting Services, working in conjunction with Pinpoint Health on uh, a three-session educational and empowerment program uh, for understanding the importance of mental and social health in your chronic pain and injury problems. Uh, before uh, we went to break, Daniela, we spoke a little bit about judgment and how people around you can very easily judge because they don't understand and. You know, we could probably do like a whole show just on that topic, Absolutely. but just give us like a quick synopsis on how important that is. So working in mental health, yeah. I see this very often. People do not understand what other people are going through. Yeah. So they come up with judgments. They come up with untrue statements. There's no validation and it just further isolates the person into their own world. They don't want to reach out. Because they don't feel understood at that point, Absolutely. Right? Yeah. They don't want to connect. They're like, I'm a burden. Nobody understands me. Why am I going to even do this? Yes. When really, social connections give us a greater meaning outside of ourselves, which is our basic need. And I think what's important here and what's important with this program is if we look at that scenario where you can look at like one person surrounded by five people, and if five people don't understand that person... Instead of trying to change those five people, if you can change you, the one person, and maybe you can do things to let people know and different strategies to like, not that you necessarily come out and say, hey, blah, 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 blah. But maybe you're because you're backing off and, and you're acting a certain way that that's only contributing to the problem. And because we can't target those five people, even though I wish we could, we could target that one individual, give them strategies on how to change their social relationships so that they feel better understood, that they're not judged. And in turning, then you start to all of a sudden go the other way. You start to feel better because you're talking to people, people are understanding you. And I think, wouldn't you agree that that's an advantage of this program? That's a component that that is going to be taught in this program is is the strategies that you can do to to rebuild um, or at the very least not maybe not rebuild but um, develop. Ma- develop maintain so many different words for your social relationships. So yes, that's where the power is because we cannot change others. We can't else. change the others. No, it's very hard for us to change ourselves. We're let it, alone someone else. Let alone yeah. exactly. Yeah. So with that, yes we talk about how we can interact with other people so that we honor ourselves, we explain our position or how we feel and how we interact with other people. So you are still acknowledging who you are and your needs and how you feel, but in a healthier environment so that maybe somebody else could understand. Yes. And again, these are all tools that are built into this three session uh, educational um, educational plan or, or session, program. yeah, program with with Daniela um, that can give you these tools. So again, I mean, if you're listening, um, you for yourself, for your loved ones, anyone that you may know, I think it is such a valuable thing that uh, Daniela and I have worked on. Obviously, I'm biased because I worked on it with her, but I do it because I care. Like I genuinely do all of the stuff that I do uh, because I care and. Uh, And I think that's an important thing um, that I think if we can help people. And again, this is a management thing. Like when we deal with this stuff, you're not going to do this and then 
you're going to feel better tomorrow. This is about if you start implementing those things, similar to what I was saying about with my own anxieties, and now I can sit in front of hundreds of people, thousands of people, and speak to them. That didn't happen overnight. I didn't just snap my finger. I, I used different tools to get me there. And and a lot of these mental health tools are transferable amongst, you know, something like a social phobia to chronic pain, to depression, to anxiety, to obsessive compulsive disorders. They're not all that different. Behavioral therapy is very much rooted on identifying what the faulty thought pattern is and replacing it with the right way to think. And you know, we're, we are, unfortunately, we're not perfect as humans and we have flaws and our mind has flaws. And in those inherent flaws, this is where all of this stuff uh, can come together. So again, I think in understanding where these inherent flaws may be of our mind and the things that we should be doing for ourselves in terms, this is sort of like this program will be, provide you the education for like brain exercises in a way, right? Like the, the, and I'm big on physical exercises for when people need to get better. This is no different. This is rehabilitation of the mind. You're being given tools and you know, you can talk to them for, 23 hours every single day. Uh, but if in that one hour they do all the wrong things, they're not going to get anywhere. Um, so I think if you're listening and you're, you're at the point where you think, no, I, I need to do something about the way that my mind works and, and, the, and the way it's all spiraling out of control, I think you would find tremendous benefit to your chronic issues um, with this. And, and that's what we're here for. And we're, we're very, very happy to introduce this program. And I think we're going to have to probably tie it up very soon. But before we do, is there anything you want to add, Daniela? No, thank you very much. I had a great time today. I'm really glad that we got to share everything that we've talked about over many, many years. Yeah. And I hope that somebody takes something away from it. Yeah. And I think the big thing, give us a call. And the other thing that's going to be really great is as we build this, as I have with other things like our knee clinic initiative, uh, our PRP injections, the nice thing is seeing the benefit throughout time. So we'll have you back on um, and we'll get real live case studies on how people are doing with this. Uh, but again, if you're listening uh, and you have chronic pain or chronic injuries, and you realize that your mind is probably not helping in these things. And I think a lot of people that listen to my show probably realize that. And even if it's not you, but it's a loved one, I think it's so important that you give us a call um, to to set up uh, yourself in this program with Daniela Gentile of Gentile Consulting Services and Pinpoint Health um, to go through this three-session educational program that, again, will provide you with the tools to start understanding how how this all plays in and in understanding that will give you power to change. So I'm very excited. Thank you for being here. Uh, don't forget to tune in next week on the Pinpoint Health Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.